0: Ready to go. Welcome to Racetime Radio. You'll hear from the best in Canadian U.S. racing this week. Grab a cold one and stick around. Uh, you're good. they got a car in the wall. The starter tower has signals. We're ready to roll. It's Race Time Radio and it starts right now. Here's your host,
1: Joe Chisholm.
2: All right, buddy, you're safe. Keep her in one
1: piece. And good evening, everyone, and welcome to Race Time Radio once again this week. Man, have we got a good one lined up for you tonight. I'm Joe Chisholm, along with Joe Chisholm Jr., right here in the RTR studio. What's going on over there, Jr.? You getting things all sorted out? You ready for a good one tonight? We're ready for a rockin' good show.
3: There's uh, lots to talk about. Uh, I think uh, you and I both got our fill of racing this weekend. Uh, wow. uh, digitally, though, not, uh, not in person yet, but uh, uh, getting closer to... Uh, Getting out to the track, seeing lots of uh, uh footage and and cell phone clips of guys out of the racetrack today from sunset speedway A uh, couple guys apparently got out and and uh, uh knocked the rust off at Flamborough Speedway earlier on in the week and and uh uh you know getting the juices flowing of course uh, media day over at Delaware Speedway was canceled unfortunately uh the big practice day at Flamborough Speedway was canceled as well and uh you know. But still, few few and far between, few people out on the racetrack uh, uh, getting out there, and, and uh, you know, lots more to come, oh, that's for yeah. sure. It's just the, the quiet before the storm. Yeah.
1: Flamborough Speedway, they got rained out this weekend, practice will go next weekend, APC, Delaware Speedway, all oh, that's coming up. Uh, next weekend, we did get under a green flag out in BC. Uh, it was the RS1 Cup Series doing their pre-race thunder, or pre-season thunder, I might say. Uh, and we'll talk about that tonight. Let me tell you who we got coming on the show tonight. Uh, we got an excellent lineup. We're going to kick it all off with the number 17 Ridgeline card. Yeah, this guy right here, Josh Stoddy, is going to join us from Chesley, Ontario. Uh, he had planned to be at Media Day at Delaware Speedway. Of course, he's going to run all APC. Uh, he's going to run some selected events around the province. Uh Josh was uh, hoping to be able to tell us a little bit about his cars, but uh, unfortunately, we'll have to find out a little bit more uh, about that next week on the show. Uh, But tonight, we'll talk to Josh and see how things are all coming together for 2023. Then we'll get off to a shop down near London, Ontario. Uh, Pete Vanderwees and Pete Jr. are both going to join us from their race shop. Uh, they're getting all set and ready to go for the quick, quick fire starter uh, super stocks and uh, plus all the other events that are going to take place at Delaware Speedway. I wouldn't doubt we're going to see Pete and Pete uh, at different tracks this year. Uh, we'll find out tonight for sure. We'll ask Pete himself and we'll find out what Junior is up to. Of course, he ran the bone stock division. I think He's going to be stepping up a little bit this year. Maybe going to run double duty, but we'll find out tonight with the dual Peets. We'll speak to Ingo Siebert. You've never met Ingo, I don't believe, on Race Time Radio. you probably heard of him. Uh, But Ingo is one of the co-owners at uh, Penticton Speedway. Thought it'd be a good idea to check in with Ingo tonight. We'll talk about, of course, the Western Rattler 300, which is going to be the season opener At Penticton Speedway. We can also talk RS1 with him. Uh, Of course, Ingo is not only just a co-promoter. He also loves to jump behind the wheel of those RS1 Cup cars. And uh, we're going to check in with Ingo tonight. And then at the uh, in hour number two, we'll also check in with a guy that actually did some competition driving this weekend. He is last year's RS1 Cup champion. As a matter of fact, he won the Western Rattler 300 to kick the season off. Riley Seabird is going to join us tonight. So those are the four guests we got lined up for you. And uh I'm itching to get to it. Uh we got so much to cover off here tonight. Uh what do you say we get to the Zoom line right now and let's welcome in that number 17 Ridge Line guy. How about Josh Stoddy What's going on there? Josh, things looking good there at the shop. How are you? Yeah, I'm doing well. Thanks
2: for having me on the show and just Hanging out in the barn.
1: Yeah, good stuff. Kind of looks like you got two cars prepared there. Is it just shells, or are they all set and ready to go, both bullets?
2: They're both completely ready to go. Uh, the yellow one, the flat roof car, it's obviously waiting for uh, image wraps and touch to get that new scheme on it for 2023. So about another week, and it'll be 100% complete, but ready to hit the track anytime.
1: time. Uh, you've been chomping at the bit for a while. I know you and Dwayne and the whole crew there on the 17, uh uh, machine, you guys have been hard at it. Uh, even before the season finished off, you guys were prepping for 2023. Uh, you, you got much different this year, Josh, with these cars? Did you do a bunch of changes, or was it uh, just a stripped down rebuild on both?
2: Um, yeah, we always strip them down and go through them. That's just what our team likes to do. We got the time in the winter to do that. So, uh, the flat roof car a little different this year. We uh, re clipped it down at McCall Racing. Um, I just like the consistency of the green car, so I wanted the front-end geometry to be the same between both cars. So uh, we got started at that late late fall and uh, had it done by the first of the new year, and it's been sitting here ready to hit the track and see what we can do with it.
1: It's going to be awesome, I can guarantee it. Josh, do you ever get into a scenario, of course you're running the APC Series, uh, one of the toughest series in all of Canada when it comes time for pro late models. You got those two cars... Uh, I know you sort of have one set up for maybe the shorter type tracks and the other one is set up for the other flavor, the longer tracks, if you will. Uh, Do you ever find that, uh, you know, you're in one of them tonight? You go, geez, I should be in the other car. Do you ever run into that? Or are they both really, really, really close to being the same?
2: Yeah, I guess it depends on uh, how the car is acting that night. I mean, if it's a 10th place car, then I feel like the other car should be there. But uh, for the most part, no one... When I'm committed to go to the track of either the flat roof car or the ridgeline car, uh, my uh, priorities are set on that and making it quicker. Um, uh, We do stuff with the schedule that help manipulate running the car. For instance, the Canadian flat roof car will be running the Sunset Speedway opener on May 6th. And then from there, it'll lead into um, the first 150 lap race with the APC series. So we try to use that to start off the year, as there's two quick shows there with all our testing, we can focus on one car for one track there. Um, Delaware, we're going to do opening night May 13th with the Ridgeline car. And then from there, two weeks later, is a 75 lap at Delaware that we'll commit to there. So we'll also have two shows there before we go into a big event and all the testing and stuff like that. So we kind of try to prioritize our schedule for the cars and the tracks.
1: So uh, tell me now, the uh, testing policy for APC, is it the same as it was last year? Is it? I, I know you guys were put into a box there where uh, you're not going to go testing unless everybody is testing. Is it the same way this year, or can you get out and do a little bit of testing at some of the tracks?
2: I don't believe it's the same as it was last year. I haven't heard anything on tire shortages or anything like that. But, uh, I mean, we our team usually does a pretty good job of trying to support the local short track, um, even when we aren't running APC, so even when they did have these practice things, we were still supporting Sunset Speedway, Clambro Speedway. Um, I mean, obviously, this year with Saul having a few shows, we'll support a few of those events. So, um, no, but from my end, I had not heard anything, and, and I'm just ready to turn the wheels.
3: Josh, uh, you know, it's, it's no secret, the uh, uh, the top four cars last year, you were in that top four with... With Kyle Steckley, with Rick Walt uh, and Jr. Fitzpatrick, you guys were kind of the class of the field uh, throughout the uh, throughout the entire season. Um, you know, there was there was glimmers of of you know success and and, and speed from other guys as well. But week in and week out, uh, it seemed like you know you top four were were kind of there in the mix in that top five in that top six. Um, looking at, uh, at last year, of course you had a brand new car, uh, J.R. Fitzpatrick had a brand new car, Steckley had a brand new car and so did, so did Rick Walt heading into next year or this year, rather 2023, uh, all four of you guys are in the same equipment that you were in last year. And we've got a bunch of other guys that were on the outside, they were, or on the outer fringes, uh, who had speed, who who are now buckling into a brand new piece. Um, and and the names are like, uh, you know, the the fifty two of of Jake Sheridan going to be bolting yeah. into a brand new piece again. Um, and uh, you know, there's there's a bunch of names that that you go down through the list, um, and uh, and there's some new iron. Who do you suspect? that you'll be running against. Obviously, you're going to the track to win. We're going to the track to win, <laughs> you know, every time we, we roll out. But but who are you – who do you got your eye on throughout the off season? Who are you kind of, uh, you know, chomping at the bit to get get out there and, and, and get running with?
2: Yeah, I mean, like, you can't ever discount J.R. Fitzpatrick. That's a given. Um, the guy's just so good. He's got a ton of laps. Um, I'd say Danny Benedict's another one. Danny and I have run a lot back and forth between Sunset. He's in a new piece this year. Um, you know, we passed him, we tend to go for the beat the heat. So we've had lots of good back. He won the championship over me at sunset. Danny's always been a pretty fierce competitor. So I would say he's going to come out guns a blazing. There's, there's other guys that are fast at times, but fall off quick too. So it's hard to say, uh, like the format's a lot different with the APC series this year too, right? Like we got two 150 lap races and, uh, and another 200 lap race. Some of these long races are going to play effect on tires, Um, implementing your crew. Um, And I'm pretty confident when it comes to my crew. I I drag a lot of guys to try. We, you know, we always get that comment. Well, you got such a big crew, but we try to make it fun. We got a lot of great support. Um, But yeah, if I was going to the track this year and I was looking in the mirror and and, uh, I would be saying JR and Danny Benedict for sure.
1: Kind of cool. You're going to get some of those extended distance races now. Uh, This year, uh, APC announcing 150s uh it, it's gonna be kind of cool i know you have ran at 200 in the past uh, probably a couple of them but it wasn't the norm in apc you know we'd see 100 lap races and uh they, they were awesome awesome shows but the extended distance races that another 50 laps on there can really change the complexion of the race does that fit you do you think better the longer races or do you like the 100 lappers
2: yeah, I like the big races. I mean, if you look at my schedule, I've based all my racing around the big races. I mean, we're obviously gonna go support Flambro with the hundred and twenty three lap Gold Rush race. Um like all the bigger all of my schedule stuff is bigger races. So yeah, the more laps, the better. I mean I work really hard to to be in the car. So the longer I get to be in the car, the better. And uh I feel like for us as a driver, as a team, we kinda shine at the end of the longer stuff, you know what I mean? So when we had that big green flag, uh race at Delaware, we were running about 10s back there with DJ and Brandon Watson and all those guys mixing it up. And then, like, 60 laps to go, it was pedal to the metal, and we were right there, right behind Jake and uh, Shady Gellon, had a podium finish and finished third. So um, if I'm looking at that, I'm hoping that the car is going to be there at another 50 laps uh, for those bigger races, and hopefully I can learn as a driver to be a little more conservative, I guess, with the tires and, and make sure that I put myself in a position to be there at the end.
1: Yeah, it is going to be different, right? It's going to take a different mindset. I know it's only 50 laps more, uh, but if those are 50 green flag laps, uh, which are going to be, but I mean, if you get into those long green flag runs, uh, I've watched you in the past, and I've seen the car be fast on the short run and then struggle on the long green flag runs, and then I've seen you the opposite way, where the car isn't as fast in the short dash, but as the laps were winding down, look at the 17. He goes from 15th to the lead, you know, like it, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I love the idea of the longer races, uh, and not every one of them is a 150. It's just some of them are in there, and that's going to be really cool. I
4: think
2: – Yeah, I would, I would agree on that. Uh, I'm really looking forward to – I think it's nice that the series changing it up, giving it a, a different twist. I think it's nice to – I think what they're trying to do is implement a crew – uh, which is great. Um, it, you could capitalize from it. You might lose from it if someone doesn't have their game done in the pits, or you got to fuel or change, swap your right side tires, or whatever format they decide to do with tires. That could be a difference too. So um, there's a lot more weighing on that, and I think it's going to be cool from the fan side of thing. And uh, not only that, the sponsors. The sponsors sitting in your uh, your pit pad at the race, being able to see the guys go to work. I think that's going to be a cool atmosphere for everyone.
3: I think that, too, these these prolate model cars, you know, it, it, the race pace at a 100-lap race, whether it be at, at Sauble, whether it be at Sunset, whether it be at Peterborough um, or Flamborough, for that matter, um, a 100-lap race at those racetracks, these cars are built, you know, to, to run the 200s, to run the 300-lap races – um, and and the parts and pieces and and everything underneath is is built for those longer races. Mm-hmm. Um, and and what we've seen over the past couple of years is is really obviously you can go out there and burn your stuff up. You're almost at a de- you're almost at a, at a penalty point if you're if you're the leader um, because you're going to burn your stuff up just that little bit more. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I, I think the same can be said about all forms of racing. But when you get those extended distances in there, um, it, it allows it allows the leader to conserve a little bit as well. Uh, we've seen some lightning fast speeds last year, race race pace. Um, obviously, we've seen some lightning fast qualifying speeds as well. But we've seen some really fast race pace uh, throughout the middle portion of last year, where you know. Nobody was saving anything, and no. when we got to the end the the top ten were out of everything um, just <laughs> yeah. because you're, you're con- you, you were constantly lap after lap turning qualifying laps um, just to stay in the mix and you know with these with these longer races, I think that you 're going to have uh, you know a little bit of more cat and mouse within the top five instead of with the top three, and mm. that creates comers and goers and, and that 's something that i 'm really looking forward to. I think one of the races that I have circled on my calendar, Josh, that I think is going to be a barn burner, and rightfully so a barn burner, I think that the Junior Hanley, not Memorial, the Junior Hanley uh, uh, honoring race, um, the 72 lapper at Sunset Speedway, is going to be a badass race. Mm -hmm. I think that Mm -hmm. if you're a late model competitor, you want to honor the king of late model racing, you better be at the Junior Hanley race. Yeah. You know it's when it comes time one. for when it comes time for you know uh, legends within within motorsports, um, and the coolest part is, is is he's alive and well. You know he's mm. going to be there turning wrenches on a car in in a race with his name on it, uh, which is cool. Um, but for for Sunset Speedway to honor him, uh, and and I think that the community, the amount of talk, the amount of excitement. Uh, the amount of everything uh, within the community, I hope that that is one of the best attended races. And I think that it's going to be a very prestigious race to walk out of there with the checkered flag. Uh, and uh, and I think that it's going to probably be one of the best races of the year.
2: Yeah, I would totally agree. Like uh, from a driver's standpoint, if anyone's ever been lucky enough to share a laugh or a conversation with juniors, I mean, for a short track racer, that's huge. You know, down in the States, they still bring them up and uh talk about how how amazing he was and junior is like just such a great guy honestly he'll come up and he'll share a laugh with us and then he's gone and and uh obviously yeah uh, me as a layman driver i'd love to put my uh my number my name on that stamp and say you know what that race that we honor junior i won that race and i would hope i hope that we can get it done and and even just having the 72 laps like you said joe you you can't really save at a 72 lap race. You're going, it's going to be heads up racing. You you're going to have all kinds of tires. So you can run that thing hard for 72 laps. And uh, yeah, I, I definitely, as soon as Brian and Sandra Todd did that with sunset speedway, I'm pretty sure I was the first one to call Brian and say, I'm in I'll spot. I think I'm sponsoring the 17th uh, lap, whoever the lab leader is. And I think I sponsored the first car out uh, because it is a lot of work to put these cars uh, out there and, you know, sometimes things are unfortunate and the car gets spun around quick and, and they're out for the race. So you want to you honor their efforts too. And, and uh, yeah, am really looking forward. That's definitely uh, a barn burner on my uh, calendar for sure.
1: We're with Josh Stoddy, driver of the number 17. He runs in the APC Series. You're going to see him at all the big shows here in Ontario throughout the course of the summer. Uh, sometimes it'll be in the Ridgeline Green Car. Sometimes it'll be in the Yellow Machine. Uh, both of them, uh, identically prepared, ready to go, and uh, you know the 17 guys going to be nice and quick. Josh, how is it crew wise? You got all the personnel you need, all set to go for the season, and did you do any changes there?
2: Uh, crew wise, so- we're pretty much looking at the same. We had a we had a fella take a year or two off to do some stuff personally, and he he misses it, so he's coming back, and we're really excited to have him back on uh, board this year. Um, I feel like a huge stepping stone for my team is obviously Joe jr. Uh, I think back at these long races, you know, and it, there's a little bit to be said on your spotter shoulders. And Joe did a great job for me at saying, you know what, pace yourself that, I mean, everyone refers to that sunset race where we were leading and broke the ball joint. We were pacing ourselves pretty good. And you say, you know, Jr is coming, but we're still, we're still faster than them. And I know you're pacing and you're saving your stuff. So, um, yeah, really excited for what we got going on. I'm hoping that we can do some big races. Uh would love to race Florida next winter. That's something we might be looking at. I don't want to get ahead of myself, obviously. We haven't raced in Canada yet this year. But uh, no, really, really pumped with everyone. I got support from me, both family and friends and uh, and team.
1: Speaking of family, congratulations, Stu. We haven't had you on the show since you got hooked up in the uh, over the winter. Congratulations to you and Bailey. Uh, you guys got hitched over the off season. You got that all taken care of. Uh, she's she's gonna be at the track all the time with you. I know she loves racing.
2: Yeah, Bailey is obviously a great supporter. I mean, we got two young kids, and uh, I spent all weekend in the shop. The kids were in the shop with me um she's been great she's obviously it takes a strong team at home to make sure that we can get the car to the track every weekend too there's a lot of dedicated time uh, and work that goes into these things to make it happen i took a little flack from the car we dragged the car to florida i took a little bit of flack from quite a few people saying well you had the car down there why don't you race but i don't know anyone that's planned a wedding there's a lot of last minute stuff that has to get done and uh i knew it wouldn't be fair i'd have my, my mindset on on getting married and and the car and the preparation wouldn't be there, so I didn't want to go looking like a fool either. So, uh, but yeah, really, really thankful for Bailey, my kids, obviously my sisters, my mom and dad, everyone involved. We have a such a strong team, strong family, and uh, yeah, it, it takes everyone. I
3: gave you flack right here on Race Time Radio, just <laughs> yeah. so you know. Yeah, just yeah. so you know, I mean, I I gave you flack in person, he was uh, beating, text yep. message on the phone. Uh, in person, uh, like multiple times, um, uh, definitely, uh, you know, I, I gave, I, I wrote you pretty good about that. Uh, uh but, uh, definitely uh, it was cool to see, uh, wedding photos with, uh, with the race car involved. Uh, it wouldn't be a stotty wedding without a race car in the background. So, uh, but I will say this about that. Uh, you know, if if you have to get more family photos done with a race car that's down there, you could have saved a lot of money and just wrapped one down there that looked like it. You know, uh, I, I mean, I'm just trying to help you out. It's Josh.
1: not authentic, then. That's like using a rented wedding ring. That's you right, wouldn't do that's that. Right, you yeah, do yeah. That. Uh, Josh, this has been great catching up with you, man. Uh, good to see you. everything is all set and ready to go. Uh, you're ready to go on all fronts and I know uh, we all look forward to seeing you at the Speedway as well as all the other APC guys. I think we're in for a dynamite season, my friend. This is going to be cool.
2: Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it and I just want to give uh, you and Joe Jr. obviously a huge shout out. Um, you guys for the short track racing community uh, all all across the world. I mean, everything that you guys do for us and us little guys, I mean, we're still guys that are working every day and, and then doing this at night and you know, on weekends as a hobby. So, um, it's, it's nice to get the recognition from you guys, and we really appreciate everything you do. Thank
1: you very, very much. Hey, you're more than welcome. Thank you. Uh, you know, it, it, he does a great job behind the wheel of his race car, but you should see him go on the pavers. If you're looking for any pavement, MEI is the spot you want to go, right out of Chesley, Ontario. I think they go pretty well everywhere. Josh, this has been great. Say hi to uh, your mom and dad, and I know I look forward to catching up with all of you at the Speedway.
2: Well, dude, Thanks
1: a lot, guys. You bet. That's Josh Stoddy right there. Uh, the 17 car. Cars are ready to go. Uh, Josh has got it all tuned in. Watch out. He's going to be strong. Did some winning last year. And that's always uh, a good motivator. You get those wins and you ride that wave of momentum. I got a sneaky, suspens- uh, sneaky suspicion. He's going to hit victory lane a few times in 2023.
3: Yeah, you know it, it's it's really interesting. In you know during the pandemic, right right before the pandemic, um, Josh uh, had an opening. And like, I've been buddies with Josh forever, you know, like at the racetrack, away from the racetrack, we had drank a pile of beer we had ate a ton of pizza. We had, you know, hung out tons of times. Right. And, and, um, I had never worked with him, never spotted with him, never, never done anything racing related. Just, you know, it's, you know, the, the, the competitive nature was, was always flowing at the racetrack. Um, and, uh, you know, the one night he had an opportunity and we worked together And it clicked, you know, it's uh, sometimes when you work together with a driver, uh, you know, you're just giving them information and and it is what it is. And then there's, there's other times where, where, you know, you, you have that chemistry on, on the air Mm -hmm. and, uh, it was super cool to work with Josh the first time. And, I, he's like, man, we got to do this again, and I was like, I agree. You know, yeah. like it was, it was a lot of fun to be a part of. As a spotter, you want to work with a driver who who listens, right? Who who well, understands the information. Yep. Uh, it doesn't need to do everything that you tell them to, no. and you shouldn't be telling them to do anything, anyways. Um, but but you know, listens and and understands the information, and and you know, takes the information and and does better with that information than without having it. Right. And, uh, you know, there was a ton of chemistry there right out of the gate. And, uh, you know, as we've gotten, you know, closer and raced more together, Mm -hmm. um, it has turned into something really cool. It's, uh, you know, Andrew Ranger and I have a great relationship, uh, you know, on the radio. Right. I I would put Josh Stoddy right beside that and and, uh, equal to... The relationship that I have with Andrew Ranger, just the way that that we communicate and the way that the the race plays out, um, you know, he trusts what I'm giving him for information, and and I I trust that that I can give him that information and and not screw him up. Right, so right. It's uh, it is a, a tremendous amount of fun to work with him and his whole team. I tell you what, they have been investing in winning for years. Yeah. Yep, and and Josh and and Dwayne and and the whole the whole camp, um, they are are preparing to grow into the future, and uh, I,
1: I look forward to it. Yeah, make no mistake, one tough series to win in this APC series, uh, real tough to do, and Josh did it. Uh, he's going to be good in 2023. we have got to hit this break when we come back. Pete Vanderwies and Pete Junior, we're going to get him on the uh, Zoom line. And we'll take you right into their shop, I believe. Uh, Looking forward to it. Stay with us, everybody. We'll be back right here on Race Time Radio.
4: Hello, race fans. This is Adam Andretti. And you're listening to the best of Race Time Radio.
5: From coast to coast, you're listening
0: to Canada Talks.
1: Race Time Radio is brought to you by RPM Race Parts. Order today, race tomorrow. Also by VP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. And by Dawson Dental Centers. Get your victory lane smile at DawsonDental.ca. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. And if you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, is qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the street stock Venom 100 and the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. With $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com. Or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight to flight coverage. Riley
6: Seaver, the winner. This is my
1: host. Not coming here to push me around. And this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th. The best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway. At the Western Rattler 300.
7: When you think NASCAR, when you think NASCAR, think NASCAR, Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio. This may be the most important thing that's ever happened. You're damn right, baby. Woo! The races. The Daytona 500 win. I love that we have playoff racing now. The talk shows.
1: We'd love for you guys to participate as well. The
7: unprecedented access.
1: Well, I'm here at the red carpet with the fans.
7: Sirius XM, NASCAR Radio, Channel 90. Chat
1: did a video game move.
7: Also streaming on the SXM app.
1: I think they're happy down here. Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Handy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels. The worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
7: Nothing connects like country music. Country music dig in to Sirius XM's country universe. The next generation on the Highway Channel 56. I need you. This millennium's hits on Y2 Country Channel 61. Red, or 80s and 90s, Prime Country on Channel 58 tap into these and more in the country category on the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans.
5: A Canadian that made an indelible mark across the world, Alex Trebek is best known as the host of Jeopardy, a show he hosted over 6,300 times since his debut in 1984. Alex won five Emmy Awards over that stretch and is still perhaps the most popular game show host of all time. His work with charities such as World Vision was tireless, and his foundation continues to benefit Children across the globe. Alex Trubeck, 2006 inductee on Canada's Walk of Fame.
0: Taking you all the way to the track and back,
1: it's Racetime Radio. And welcome back, everybody, to Racetime Radio, all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, and of course, live on our YouTube channel. Uh, If you've not visited, it's Racetime Radio TV. And it's on YouTube. Don't forget to click that subscribe button. We surely do appreciate it. Uh, also, welcome to all the Rev TV viewers from right across Canada. Every Monday night from 4 till 6 p.m. Eastern. You can count on Race Time Radio right here on Rev TV. Uh, we've got uh, some great guests coming up on the show here tonight. If you're just tuned in, we're going to jump in with Pete Vander. We sent his son, Pete. Uh, they're in their uh, shop getting their seven seven car ready to go. Pete uh, and
3: Pete and Joe and Joe the, are going to be on the air together. The Pete and Pete. The Pete and Pete and the Joe and Joe. It's going to be like who's on first, what's on second.
1: And we get basically a, the, this we is get what we're going to do. Pair of both. That's what we're going to get. Perfect. Just before we pull Petey up, I want to just let you know uh, seen something really, really cool just the other day. Got to put it out to Todd Robertson. Of course, Todd owns, uh, Todd and his brother Colin. Own The Napa stores out in uh, Nova Scotia at Port uh, Hawkesbury, Andy Ganesh, and uh, New Glasgow. Uh, Great supporters of racing. Of course, they support Race Time Radio, which uh, we, we can't thank them enough for doing that. But also huge supporters of racing out in the Maritimes, specifically at Riverside International Speedway. And... Todd always likes getting the guys something, you know, like something different. (laughs) And, uh, of course, the big IWK 250 weekend is coming up in July. It's the July 15th weekend. And uh, with that race, uh, the sportsman cars uh, run 100 lap. Yes. And, uh, of course, the IWK 250 for the uh, pro-late models, uh, or super-late models, I should say. But uh, specifically now with the sportsman cars, it's the... uh, Henry Auto Pro 100. And uh, Todd thought, I want to get something different. So he did. How about this? An authentic, signed uh, Napa helmet, a a Chase Elliott helmet. And I mean, it's a real one. That's cool. Um, And he got it. It's going to go to the winner of that 100 lap race. So that's going to be one of those cool things. Talk about incentive to go out and win that race. Uh, just another reason why guys are going to be at that uh that, that sportsman race the the mask. That's right
3: up there. That's right up there with the Ashley Furniture Lazy Boy chair. Oh yeah, you know, that, like, the only better. It's, it's, this one yeah, here. Exactly, but it's it's right up there with that. You know, like it's a it's it's a unique trophy. That's like racers will race for a popsicle stick, but yeah. if you make a cool trophy, they'll race harder. Oh yeah, and that's it's one of those things, right? It's uh, uh, that's definitely a, that's a really unique thing, and and uh, uh, the guys will definitely get up on the wheel for that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Got to throw it like Todd. Good job, man. Good job. Uh, the guys are really going to go for it. I've uh, seen it on Craig McFetrich's, uh release just the other day. With uh, mass. Yeah, with Mass. Uh, it, it's going to be cool. A really cool addition to the, uh, uh, to the race. It's going to be cool. Okay, let's get back to the Zoom line, shall we? And let's welcome in Pete van der Wees and his son Pete. Uh, they're in their race shop. What a beautiful looking place. Uh, let's welcome him in. Pete, Pete, what's going on? How are you doing, guys? Everybody doing well? Oh, they froze up and they left. They froze up and they left. It's that <laughs>
3: London sell signal. That's oh, what it is.
1: maybe that's what it is. It's got to be. I know they'll be back in just a heartbeat, but uh, uh, too cool. Too cool. Uh, seeing the seven in the shop, man, that's a uh, beautiful looking race car. champion. That is. It's the,
3: the, the, the quick, quick champion from last year. And, uh, uh, man, I watched some great super stock racing last
1: year, um, and
3: uh, Pete put on a clinic.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. He is one of those crafty veterans, uh, Delaware Speedway, I think back to the Kaskar days, and Pete was a bullock back then. Uh, And then i I never seen him. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And uh, lo and behold, back at Delaware Speedway, uh, comes out of semi-retirement, if you will, and uh, jumping back into a car, and he hasn't skipped a beat, man. The, The car looks fantastic. And now his son, of course, growing up going to uh he's been doing some racing in the bone stocks there at delaware speedway and uh i'm kind of thinking that these guys are going to be linking up and doing a little bit of double duty driving it's going to be cool but we'll get him back up on the zoom line here momentarily when they dial back in but he's still uh, frozen there uh no he's gone oh he's okay go, actually go, go. gone gone okay. yeah yeah so pete will have to connect back in and then we'll uh we'll get him on the air with us uh, uh but too cool. Uh, now, over the weekend, uh, did you happen to catch the races at Talladega? Uh, we got to put it out the Arca race. I was over the moon for this one. We had two Canadians getting into that race. Of course, Jason White, we heard from Jay uh, last week on the show from Sun Peaks, BC, uh, just about one Daytona, and really could not wait to get to Talladega Super Speedway. And uh, he was behind the wheel of the 44 car. Amber Bulkin driving the 15 for Venturini. Uh, she had a great qualifying effort right up near the front, uh, taking you through the race if you happen to have missed it. Uh, Jay did a great job. He was up into that top three, top five, uh, running along in there. Amber Bulkin as well. Amber was right there, third spot, looking good, riding, logging laps, and unfortunately something let go on the drive line on Amber's car took her out of the race, and uh, Jason, uh, he seemed to get to that outside lane, Junior. I know you watched the race. Seemed to get to that outside lane, and that outside did not work at all for those guys.
3: No, very difficult uh, for the outside lane to work for those guys without the energy, right? So wherever the, wherever the most amount of cars were right. with even spacing, that's Sorry, where Brian. the energy is going to be. And, and uh, uh, definitely a tough go for, for Jason, but lots of great Canadian involvement. Of course, Caden Lapsovich as well, crew chief for Venturini uh, with Tony Bettinger. Uh, they had a good solid run, and uh, lots of Canadian uh, involvement with Frankie munez as well with that uh, with that terry jones camp and and uh, uh, man it was it was cool to see all the success down there at Talladega. but uh, I think we 've got our our uh, the champion from last year in the Quick quick series uh, back up on the hotline uh, probably i if you get an award, this is the best appearing set from a from a, a a guest on Racetime Radio so far. Stoddy, Stoddy had a good appearing set, right? Like oh, in the backdrop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had the race car in the background, and there's been a couple guys sit up there with their race car, but Pete. These guys take the candle on uh, on the best appearing set so far.
1: Well, they got a beautiful looking shop. I know they uh, It looks like Pete's trying to get everything oriented there. Uh, the signal's been going in and out, but I believe we've got them now. Pete, Pete, I sort of see your forehead there. What's going on?
9: How are you going?
1: Oh man, that's a that's a it real like a robot. Ah, there we go, uh, kicking in and out. Uh, We'll give this uh, another whirl here, Pete. Uh, can you hear us? No, that signal's dead. Uh, every now and then it kicks in, yeah, that but uh,
3: Wi-Fi is just not yeah, not strong
1: enough. That there is not participating at all for poor Pete uh, in the in the shop. But man, look at the shop—beautiful looking spot. They get that car prepared, and uh, uh, it's going to be a good season. Looking forward to catching up with these guys. Uh, maybe we'll have to uh, do it on the phone line. Do it old school, right?
3: I do it old school. We got a we got a screenshot of that, right? We can just prop it up there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we can we can definitely get them on the hotline. Do you want me to send them the number?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. you do that, and uh, that's what we'll do. I tell you what, we're gonna hit this break. We'll get this stuff sorted out, and then we'll come back. We'll have Pete and Pete one way or the other. I guarantee it. Quick break, and we'll be back with you live tonight on Race Time Radio.
10: Hey, fans, this is Trent
5: Seidel. You're listening to Race Time Radio. Enjoy. From
0: coast to coast, coast, coast to coast, you're listening to Canada to Canada Talks.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park. Canada's biggest sports car racing Weekends of the year For tickets and details Get to CanadianTireMotorsportPark.com It's time to get back to the racetracks For over 30 years Quick Quick Fire Starters Have fueled the sport On and off the track Making lighting your campfire As easy as one, two, three. There's no need for kindling or paper Just pop your Quick Quick Fire Starter In the pit, add your wood And presto, you're a pro Quick, wick fire starters. No harmful chemicals and guaranteed to light your fire every time. Quick, quick fire starters. The world's best fire starter. It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. If you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, it's qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100 and the second annual West. Rattler 300 It's Canada's richest to win Pro late model event with $20,000 to the winner. For tickets and info, get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Race Time Radio for live flight to flight coverage.
6: Riley Seaver, the winner. This is my host, not
1: coming here to push me around, and this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300. Hey,
2: everyone. This is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout is now available on SiriusXM.
5: Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and wherever you get your podcasts. Rev TV, your motorsports and automotive destination. Watch live races from around the world and right here at home, from two wheels to four and so much more. Rev TV is your source for motorsports. Rev TV features exclusive race series, up-to-date news coverage, documentaries, how-to programs, and adrenaline-filled lifestyle programs 24-7. Go green with Rev TV. Contact your TV provider
1: to order. Tonight's race time radio is Fuel by. AP race Racefuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology.
5: If you're a Springsteen fan, you just found the promised land.
2: Hey, Hear
5: rare interviews and performances. Oh, hey, Live baby. concerts. Is there anybody? DJs. This is Rob Lowe. Hey, babies! little Steven here. And more exclusives when listening to Bruce Springsteen's channel. Welcome, Bruce Springsteen, to E Street Radio, your home away from home. Great to meet you. E Street Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 20. I'm to fly. Explore the musical world of an American rock and roll troubadour on his very own channel. Tom Petty Radio. All of Tom's music, influences, collaborations. This is
7: Tom Petty here on The Very Treasure Show.
5: Heartbreakers hosted shows. Check out my show, The Breakdown, with Mike Campbell. And more. Right. It's Tom Petty Radio. Channel 31. It's alright. And in the SXM app, included with all trials and popular plans. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard. With your hometown announcers just, just a tap to tap away. It. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone incredible finish and if you love college sports when the game is on just search for your school it's always a home game when you listen to sports on the sxm app free for most subscribers
0: we're just getting started that's right joe hasn't stuck his foot in his mouth yet but hang tight it's coming now back to more race time radio and joe chisholm
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, having some technical difficulties. It happens every now and then. Uh, Pete Van Der Wees and uh, uh, his son, Pete Jr., uh, in the shop. Uh, so they are trying to it. connect, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I believe I can see the guys. Uh, let's give this a whirl. Petey, can you hear us? We can see you, and we can hear you.
9: We can hear you, Joe. You got us now back online?
1: Oh, yeah. We got you back online now, buddy. It's sounding good, looking good. How are things going in the shop there? Good?
9: Good. We're, uh, as you can see, we've got a uh, seven-car all-prepped. Uh, Junior's just been working great for me to get this internet thing figured out. A little bit above my pay grade, so uh, <laughs> fortunately, uh, the young guys have got all this IT shit figured out.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear yeah uh, How you doing, Pete Jr.? You getting all ready to go for a, a, a big season, bud?
9: Yeah,
11: I'm super excited to
1: hop in this car and get ready to go practice in it. Can't wait. So you're going to double duty, right? Are you still going to run the bone stock, or are you going to put that away now and just concentrate on the super stock?
11: I think right now the plan is just to focus on the super stock and put the bone stock
1: away for now. Ah, there you go. That sounds like fun. Nice so what will the deal be then, guys? Uh, are one of you going to run the series and one going to run the Friday night deal, or what's the plan there?
9: The plan right now is for uh, Peter to run uh, every Friday night at Delaware for the Delaware Rookie of the Year. And then uh, some plans have changed for uh, for me this year. I'm going to run the two races in this car mm-hmm. at Delaware. And uh, I think Joe and I were talking about this uh, probably about a month ago. We're going to be jumping in a pro late model. And we're going to be running uh, the June 16th Friday night Delaware race. And then we're going to run the 150 lap at Delaware and the 200 lap at Delaware.
1: Oh man, that's exciting news, Pete. That's going to be off the hook. Uh, it, it's been a while since you've been back in one of those cars, right? Yeah, two
9: thousand and eight was the last time I ran to Delaware. Wow.
1: Yeah, no, I, I I say that, and I really don't know how much of a it, like is it a huge difference between you know your your uh, super stock that you got there uh, compared to a pro light model like speed wise, horsepower wise. I can imagine there'd be a big difference. But handling would it handle much different too? There is uh ah, Man, we're definitely having trouble yeah, with that line. Tough. Uh we'll uh just see if it straightens out here. Maybe it'll straighten out here in a second and we'll uh go back at it. But uh that seven cars, one beautiful looking piece, I can tell you that The guy 's been working on it all off season, uh, of course, Pete won the championship last year in that quick quick fire starter uh, class uh, in, in the tour itself, and they did a really good job on Friday nights. So I loved it. Uh, I caught all the races from Delaware Speedway last year on a Friday night. Uh, Chris did an amazing job with Rogers in broadcasting those races. And uh, watching these guys go was just amazing. They put on some great races. The 43 car, the once upon a child. Uh, Jay Doerr. Jay, Jay Durer, uh Man, there, there's like a pile of them at that track that are competitive. But to watch Pete the 7 and uh, uh, Jay in that car. Man, well, they put on some shows.
3: Yeah, Pete and, and Jay were definitely the class of the field. Of course, uh, it came down to them for the championship, uh, uh, you know, last year. But when you look at the the field, um, you know, the the cars that can be there on, on any given night, you've got uh, Culliver, you've got um, uh, Dyson. Dyson has, yeah. has came a long way with his program. I think he's going to be a real force to be reckoned with this year. Um, him and Rick Verburn have kind of teamed up, of course, with DJK, and uh, he's taken a big leap uh, uh, there with his racing program. Um, you, you look down through the list, and and uh, man, the level of competition in superstocks, not just across the province, but but at Delaware Speedway specifically,
1: mm-hmm.
3: is off the charts. Yeah, and and um, having guys like like Pete Vanderwist, um, and guys like Jay Doer. And Jason Parker, and you know the list goes on and on of of guys who have uh, been there and done that in motorsports, and then settled into superstocks. Um, they're not they're not stepping back into superstocks; it's no. just they're settling into superstocks. Yep. And and when you look at the division, my lord, there's like there's a ton of good competition.
1: Yeah, affordable fun, right? It looks like we got Pete and Pete back up here. Let's uh, give it another whirl here, uh, guys. Uh, so the plan is. You're going to run some, Pete, and Petey Jr. is going to run some.
9: That's correct. So, like I said, uh, hopefully I apologize for the internet service. I mean, living in the country is not the easiest, and being in a yeah. steel shit isn't the best to get uh, internet in nor cell service, so it's a little bit difficult. But, yeah, plans for Peter to run uh, for the rookie of the year in Delaware, and then uh, we were going to run the whole quick win series, but uh, we couldn't run for the championship because I wasn't having a car run uh, – you know, the 80% rule or the 60% rule that they have. So we, uh, we talked with the sponsors and they said, you know what, it might be better for us from uh, to get some more local content at Delaware. And it just seemed to be a better opportunity for them. So we made a deal with uh, with a late model person and uh, we'll be running three of them this year.
1: Good stuff. Pete. when do you get out and do any testing? When's test day for you guys?
9: So we were supposed to go yesterday and then it got washed out and then, uh, Next Saturday is supposed to be the first one, but the weather's not looking too good for it. And the weather even for the following week, the two-week forecast isn't looking too good. So at the end of the day, we'll just have to try to get as much seat time for, uh, for Peter as possible. And then, uh, you know, once we get the late model ready and put together, we'll uh, we'll get it out on Monday nights in Delaware and start getting some track time there as well.
1: Good stuff. Will you tour around at all, you guys, or are you going to stick all to Delaware Speedway? You got a plan that way? Uh, I think we lost him once again. Yeah, we lost him. Right it.
9: now, the oh. plan is for Peter to stick just up with Delaware, and then we'll see how the late model crew is doing. Yeah, we lost
1: eight.
9: Are we there again? Just, yeah, we got you
3: back. Around. We got you about we got you about forty yeah. percent. We're getting we're about, getting about we're, yeah we're yeah. we're losing about sixty percent. If what? you could just stand on your left leg, put yeah. your right arm up in the air, and chew on a piece of tin foil, we'll get all the words.
1: <laughs> yeah, what we'll do, guys? Uh, it's pretty difficult, of course. Uh, the viewers be going nuts on television, so uh, we're going to pull the plug on this now. Uh, we will get you back on the show. Uh, in the future here, we'll get these things all ironed out, and uh, we'll get a really good piece with you. I really look forward to it. Uh, unfortunately, this uh, this cell service isn't working too good for you, I don't think. Yeah, that's it. They're they're pretty well gone. But that's Pete Vanderweese and his son, Pete. Uh, look forward to seeing them at Delaware Speedway. Uh, it's really going to be uh, a great series. It always has been. And watching them on a Friday night, they put on some excellent races
3: and I tell you what you come out of the bone stocks at Delaware Speedway like Pete jr. has been running for quite quite some time now in the bone stocks over there and you come out of that class and if you can run inside the top ten in that deal mm-hmm. you're running against forty cars consistently night in and night out um, and and you know it's there's there's a handful of of really fast cars that are in it uh, he was always in that in that mix mm-hmm. um, but uh you talk about car control, uh, you watch some of those guys go from the back to the front side by side, three wide, four wide, even around that half mile. And, and, uh, they're clipping, you know, they're, they're getting after it. And, uh, uh, I really look forward to see what Pete jr. Can do uh, behind the wheel. Obviously he's got the pedigree. Um, and, uh, and then as well, Pete senior, uh, he puts on a show, you know, every time he's out there, uh, Aggression is is the name of the game when it comes time for Pete Vanderwist, right? Yeah. It's uh, um, he he will, and it's not about putting the car in the wrong places, right? He he, if there is, you know, if his car is is six feet wide, and there's a five foot three inch hole, he's gonna he's gonna put the car in there, yeah, and and uh, you know that's what that's what fans pay to go see. Um, he's, he's aggressive. He puts on a, a whale of a show. He's not there to make friends, nah. but he's a friendly guy off the racetrack. Sure. He is. And, yep. uh, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot of fun to, to, to watch. And, and really, when you look, like I was saying the competition level, that's there already, um, you know, they're grooming all these, all these young cats coming through the, through the ranks. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's going to be a really stellar year down there and, and, uh, uh, really you know, Delaware's kind of setting the trend when it comes time for for late models for bone stocks and for uh for your super stocks so um you know there's there's a lot to be learned out there uh of of what Delaware's got and their base has been so strong for so many years yeah. right yeah. it's uh, uh they've got such a, an amazing base they've got a wicked uh, platform and facility there and uh yeah the Vanderwas name is uh, is alive and well and going to be rocking and rolling
1: I know I look forward to getting them back on the show we'll 100%. do that we'll get them back out here before they uh, get the green flag in the year and- And we'll get a good piece with them. And uh, just technical difficulties. Uh, It just happens. Uh, Let's revert back to the ARCA race, if we will. Uh, It was Jesse Love going to victory lane. Picked up his first win in ARCA, uh, at least at a super speedway. I do believe it was Jesse's first win. Uh, And we got a quick clip with him. Here's what Jesse had to say about that first win at Talladega.
11: Well, it was really calm, and then I was expecting it to get hectic, and then it was still really calm, and it was still really calm. and It was calm all the way until we were, like, off a of four, and I was like, "It's surely it's not going to be like this, right? The 23 backs up. I'm all over the brake pedal. I might as well downshift to third, just trying to keep the 25 hooked up with me, and I know he's going to drag back, and I don't want to get too far out in front, so... Just I think the last two laps, I was on the brake pedal half the lap, um, just trying to keep everyone bunched up and try to control the run that the 23 I knew wanted to get, and then uh, we come up four, and then Tyler, uh, my Tyler my spotter, he was just telling me to get up, try to get their try to get their air push, bubble push, and then get back down, and then once I heard him say you know down 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 down, he loves to say that, and once I he heard you say that, um, I kind of knew that we had it, but. Um, I didn't really know what to expect because I didn't really have control of the race with a small pack of cars. I knew that there's two Toyotas and there's three Chevys. And at the three Chevys go, they're going to have more energy. So all I was trying to do was just make sure that there wasn't enough energy behind me to get a big enough run.
1: Good run for Jesse Love. His first win, the tradition continues, of course, with Venturini Motorsports. You win you got to kiss the Italian, of course, Bill Sr. And uh, Jesse said, I don't mind doing that if I win. Uh, he, he definitely kept it to the traditional live Bill Jr. Wasn't even at Talladega, uncharacteristic, but he actually ran a race out on the West Coast. Uh, so Billy was all set up out there, so... A big weekend for Venturini. Uh, they had a couple that broke down. They had a couple that finished right up in the top five, including the win. So good weekend all in all. I don't know how Billy made out, do you? I don't.
3: The k West race was, uh, was not on my, uh, on my watch list, no. but uh, uh, yeah, definitely uh, Venturini's got a good program uh, put together out there. Um, uh, Jesse Love is a name you're going to hear a ton about. Oh and, yeah. And uh, you know, Two of the names that that really stand out to me um, from the Toyota race and development uh, platform, if you will. Jesse Love with the the Mobile One uh, sponsorship, partnership that he's got. Yahoo um, on the car. uh, Yahoo this weekend, yeah. um, uh, But uh, but Jesse Love uh, definitely is a guy. They have put him in situations that are very uncomfortable as a race car driver. <laughs> and, and he has went out there and lit the lamp every time. Now, he hasn't won every time, and he hasn't done a lot of winning. Um, but, you know, they put him in some of the harshest environments that are known to race car drivers, mm-hmm. um, in great equipment, uh, but really fed him to the wolves um, at a young age. The other guy that they did that to, Corey Heim. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, look at Corey you know, today. look at look at the success that Corey Heim is having. Um, very similar paths between the two. Yep. Um, a tremendous amount of super late model, pro late model style races. Uh, a handful of NASCAR late model stocks, which are a heavy, you know, version of a late model. Uh, and then as well, Jesse Love coming out of all the stuff that he did on the West Coast. Um, you know, uh, coming up through the ranks. Um, you know, the guy. I, he had to have raced forty times last year in a in a full body super late model. Super late, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So you know the the amount of uh, effort that they put into it, um, you know, with Wimmer and those guys, and then as well, um, you know, you know, kind of part and parcel with um, Donnie Wilson and those guys. Um, it, it, the guy, you know, was at every big super late model show that you mm-hmm. could, that you could look at in the United States, and uh, you know, I think that you are going to see that that trickle down into a very, very successful Arca career. And uh, no telling how long until he's in, uh, you know, one of them trucks or or Xfinity that cars. That seems and, to and be the move, right? Yep.
1: You go through Arca, you're successful up into the trucks, you go. Nice to see Brett Holmes back in the Arca series for the one race in the 23 car. Yeah. Uh, he was up there in the top five. Augustine also with Venturini. I don't know. I, I believe he finished second. second yep. But we got to put it out to Jason White. He didn't get the finish he wanted, but he did finish top 10. So, good run for Jason White and uh, a a bummer for Amber Balkan. But hey, that's the way it happens. Uh, At least they both come away with a race car still. Yeah. uh, Kind of handy to have. We're going to throw it back to Toronto for a quick news update. Takes 90 seconds. And then we're coming back for our number two. We're going to talk Penticton Speedway with one of the co-owners. Ingo Siebert is going to join us. I see him up on the hotline, and we know he's going to be with us. And then, of course, we'll catch up with last year's champion. Man, the guy burned it up last year on Canada's West Coast. He won the Western Rattler 300. He won the uh, RS1 Cup Series Championship. Riley Siebert is going to join us also in hour number two so that's what we got coming up over the next hour but we got to get you up to date on news and highlights on Sirius XM then we're coming back takes 90 seconds and we will be back with you all live tonight on race time stay with us everybody
5: you're listening to Canada talks on Sirius XM channel 167.
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Leaf Racewear. Fuel your passion and confidence at leafracewear.com. We're an essential part of any team. And by Canadian Tire Motorsport Park, Canada's biggest sports car racing weekends of the year. For tickets and details, get to Canadian canadiantiremotorsportpark.com. <laughs> When
7: you think NASCAR when you think NASCAR, NASCAR Sirius XM NASCAR Radio This may be the most important thing That's ever happened you damn right baby Woo! The races The Daytona 500 win I love that we have Playoff racing now The talk shows We'd
1: love for you guys To participate as well The
7: unprecedented access
1: Well I'm here at the red right carpet With the fans
7: Sirius XM NASCAR Radio Channel 90
1: Chapstain did a video game move
7: Also streaming on the SXM app
1: I think they're happy down here
0: and we're back with our number two of Race Time Radio with the two Joes here on Race Time Radio on Sirius XM One Sixty Seven, where Canada talks.
1: And just like that, we are back with you all live tonight on Sirius XM Channel One Sixty Seven, Canada Talks. Also on Rev TV Canada, right across the country, hello to all of our viewers there. And on the performance, Motorsport Network.com throughout the course of the week, hello to everyone there as well. Off we go to Canada's West Coast, all the way out to beautiful British Columbia, and can't wait to talk about my favorite track out there, Panticton Speedway, with one of the co-owners. This guy has not made an appearance on Race Time Radio until this very moment. And we are very proud to welcome in Ingo Sieper. What's going on tonight, Ingo? How you doing, bud? Hey, Joe, doing pretty
10: good. Thanks a lot for uh, having us on. actually just got back down from... penticton actually and uh ran a i guess a warm-up uh race out uh, with the rs1s at area 27 and uh did some track prep for the rattler coming up so you know i'm back in vancouver for a few days
1: ah man you live a busy life my friend uh, how are things coming at the speedway uh so many changes you guys have done since you took the keys to that facility over and uh, with the repairs that you've done, you guys have done a bunch of paving, you got rid of the bump down in turn one and two, all new grandstands. Like, uh, that, uh, the list is long for all the improvements that you guys have done. Uh, what can fans look forward to seeing when they come out to the Western Rattler uh, to kick the season off?
10: Well, I think they can look forward to what's going on for sure with a uh, repaving at turn one. So it'll be a lot, uh, I think it'll be a lot more double wide racing down there. You know, it was it got down to single lanes. Obviously it was, everybody said it was a bump, but it was more like five bumps. It just felt like one bump. But, uh, so, uh, Trevor and Riley and the crew did a great job and, uh, not had a chance to run a car out there, I just ran Toyota pickup out there, but it felt a lot smoother and, it, and it'll be a lot quicker in there. I've been, the practice went really well there last week. And so, The guys running are pretty enthusiastic about uh, what line will be the quickest in turn one, whether it's back down on the bottom or whether it's back up on the next turn. So I think the fans are going to get a great race. We had a lot of uh, double, triple wide racing going on last year. Um, And, uh, you know, there's a lot of lanes on that track, and uh, that just added to it now. So I think it'll be exciting. I'm
3: noticing a trend here. I'm just going to say it. (laughs) Uh, The other Siebert mentioned running a work truck around the racetrack as well. Uh, is there is there like a live stream anywhere of you guys running running work trucks around this place or what?
10: It was a live stream, but he ran me off the track and into the wall, so we <laughs> had to cut that out. So fix that up. No, no, we're not live streaming the work trucks, but uh, the race cars for sure. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, dynamite stuff. Ingo, uh, that that speedway provides awesome side by side racing with that fixed up down in turn number one and two. I wonder how much it's going to change the driver's perspective on what line they're going to take now, because you can run the high side, you can run the low side, or maybe even a combination of both. You're a driver. How about you? What are you thinking when you look at that?
10: Well, I'm a mid-pack driver, Joe, so you know what? I usually look at who's on my right and who's on my left. So, you know, a great question for some of the front runners, you know, like uh, like Riley and some of the other guys and in the street stock guys like Billy Coles and uh, Graham Cook and these guys who had a chance to practice the other night. So, I mean, I watched it practice, so it it looked like um, they were going down at the bottom again and liking that, but I saw some of the guys move up because you come out of turn two a lot quicker when you're in the middle of the corner there, so I think there's going to be a lot of testing going on Thursday night of the Rattler, that's when practices, and then uh, get themselves set up for Friday, and then... As you know, short track racing, your preferred line lasts for all of about one lap. And, and after that, somebody's in the way. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. It's going to be a great season. Now, it's not just the Western Rattler 300. we got so much happening on the weekend of May 5th and 6th. Uh, but but penticton speedway you guys have got really a dynamite schedule put together for the fans out in bc that's going to last all the way through september uh you got a lot of good events coming up uh, good job on the schedule
10: well thanks very much yeah we are excited you know we got the west cars going on friday night uh at the western rattler we got a big street stock count to put on a great show the last two years with us and and we got a really good car count for of course the uh pro lates and the super lates so we're really excited about that and then we jump straight into a big monster truck show which the fans love out there and then we go to our young guns weekend on may long which we had about 80 cars last year in about uh, six different classes so that kept us super busy and and uh, you know then you jump into june july so yeah we've got about uh 17 events going this year and, uh you know, the big launch for us is we launched a group and corporate drive days where they can come out and try a Hornet, try a Legend, and then uh, get a ride in an RS1 and see what it's like to go door-to-door with some professional driver sort of- Pretty excited about that, and that's got a lot of uh, attention for sure.
1: Yeah, i seen that. Actually, you guys released that like a week ago. Uh, When I seen it, I went, wow, there's going to be a lot of corporate. Take advantage of this. Uh, It would be a cool day to go out to that Speedway. If you've never seen Penticton Speedway, uh, you're in for a treat, I'll tell you. It's a beautiful facility, uh, and being rebuilt and upgraded constantly all the way through the fan amenities are all there. And what a picturesque place, right? What's the name of that mountain? It was funny. When we got out there last year, Brad Mann and I come out to do the Western Rattler 300 and uh, talking to Trevor and the guys. uh, and, And I said, Trevor, wow, what a picturesque place for a speedway. And Trevor says, yeah, that mountain over there. And I don't know. I can't remember the name of it. He said, in the summer, you can actually go skiing down that Take a jet ski at the bottom and come across the lake, and then you can come up here and go racing. He said nowhere else in the world could you do that. Uh, But it it, it is that beautiful, and it's uh, that place. It's cool.
10: Oh, yeah, Penticton's a great place for sure. And obviously in the tourist season, yeah, you are a two-minute drive, and you go from the beach to the speedway in all of about two and a half minutes. And it's got some great restaurants, actually. It's, uh, you know, awesome people in Penticton, uh, this the town and the regional district have been super supportive of the rebuild. So we've been really fortunate actually to uh, have a chance to get that thing back up and going. And we're really only in year one and a half after COVID and stuff like that. So, you know it's it's coming along, and you're not wrong about there are renovations every every other second day, and, and as soon as you think you're done one, you find a new one. So yeah,
1: yeah. Well, last year we got there. You, you got to know that there's uh, new grandstand sections rebuilt, some of the old, uh, but added new stuff, and they're all ready to go for this huge weekend. And all of a sudden, uh, with it all being new construction, some guy from the city says, uh, "Not so quick. You can't use that grandstand this weekend." And wow, what a curveball! But we managed to get through it. The fans were still there and packed in, but they couldn't use the one main part of the grandstand, which looked beautiful. It was prepared right and everything. But, like, uh, just like it is in the world, you got to have the right rubber stamps in the right spot, and then everything's cool. That's all it was. Now that's all open. So Fan Amenities is uh, going to be in good shape this year. They're going to have a lot of fun. Uh, Tickets are on sale now, right, for fans if they want to buy it? Tickets are on sale now.
10: You bet. The tickets are on sale online, um, and they can do them at the gate as well. So, you know, things are getting pretty popular, and you can see that the winter is going away, and people are putting the skis and the snowmobiles away and and starting to think about racing and, and other things. So that's exciting
3: ingo uh, as a racer uh mid pack or not um as a as a racer and 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 as you know your position with with penticton um and and you know your your entire family uh, background is 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 on the racing side um you know on the racer side the the helmet wear inside um, through this whole process um, what kind of 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 things have surprised you? um, being on the side of the ownership slash management of a racetrack, uh, versus being a helmet wearer.
10: well, I haven't spent a lot of time helmet wearing. I actually started racing when I was 50 and I peaked at about lap two. So, you know, but, <laughs> okay. uh, I love racing actually now. And, uh, you know, a big part of my family, Trevor, my cousin, obviously Riley, have, have, I think they raced when they were born. They just put him into the stroller and sent him off, Yeah, but, um, you know, I think what's surprising, I mean, you get a lot of feedback for sure. I mean, that track's been there since 1969. So um you can get a lot of feedback, uh, a lot of positive feedback. You can get a lot of di- uh, different types of feedback. So I, I think the the interest groups in, in various avenues that have ideas is, has been a uh, surprise in, in the feedback. Uh, you know, on the positive side, I think it's been uh, great. The community has actually been awesome, including the inspections team and the regional district and things like that. So that's been a really... Um, positive side of things. Um, you know, I think a big one in Penticton actually was the number of tourists that came out uh, last year at the Rattler. We had, uh, we had fans out there from Saskatchewan who drove for two and a half days just to be there for the event monster truck show. We had people from Edmonton, Calgary, Vancouver, you know, so it was a bit of a surprise actually to see how many fans were coming from abroad mm-hmm. and uh, coming up to the speedway. And, um, you know, now that we're more active and more promotional with having places to sit, as you said, Joe, and stuff like that. Um, I think that side of it, it, was fairly surprising to see how deep the history is and how many new fans are, are coming up to events if you talk to them in the right way.
1: It's so funny, you know, Ingo, uh My first exposure to Panticton Speedway was before I, well, I shouldn't say before I met Trevor and Riley because I've known those guys since uh, I want to say 2009 when we covered uh, the NASCAR Canadian Tire Series back in the day, and I got to know Riley and... And Trevor quite well. But my, uh, I hadn't been exposed to Panticton Speedway before. And uh, where I first seen it was on Rust Valley, a, a show I watch all the time on History Channel. And they did a hit to pass. And after I'm, you know, watching it, I've picked up on, hey, that's at Penticton Speedway. Now, that, of course, was the old Penticton Speedway uh, before you guys had purchased it and done all the renovations and pretty well rebuilt the whole facility. But uh, when I look back at that and see how much you guys have done, it's been amazing to see in a short, really a short period of time, how much stuff you guys have done. That was a racy track back in the day. It's even more racy now. Uh, But, man, it was uh, – do you do the hit-to-pass? Is that on the schedule for 2023?
10: Oh, yeah, for sure. The hit-to-pass, you know, the previous owner has also been great. Johnny's been a great help in getting it transitioned and communicating. He owned the track for 24 years and knows a lot of people in the community. But, yeah, hit-to-pass, trailer races are a huge part of what's going on. The fans love it. Uh, they've done a great job over the last two years. And the, the entertainment value of, of what's going on and the and the the crews and, and the people that run those cars, I mean, they put a lot of effort in to go out there and put on a great show. And honestly, they fill up the stands. I mean, we did a we trailer race last year for the first time and a little bit of cleanup for sure, but the fans loved it. And I think we have uh, six events scheduled this year, each one being a little bit different. Um, with different teams that are we call them stunts and destruction and a hit to pass so yeah it's a big part of what we're doing and and the fans love and we're excited about it
1: so everything kicks off for the year with the western rattler 300 weekend now uh i say that and we got practice on thursday is that open to the public ingo
10: uh, practice not open to the public, so it's for the racers and, uh, you know, we're doing a appreciation barbecue for the racers and stuff like that. So the weekend's, uh, already a bit of a handful, but, uh, you know, Friday night opens up to the fans and stuff like that. Uh, racers can get themselves all tuned up and, uh, ready to go. And so um, Thursday night's practice, Friday night opens up to the public, and then uh, Saturday obviously is the big night for the for the rattler.
1: Oh yeah, qualifying for the street stocks is awesome to watch, and uh, the Snakebite One Twenty Five with Westcar is going to be one of those races that uh, it's good. it's a new addition to the weekend, uh, and I believe now the top three. Uh, from the Snakebite 125 will get a pass into the 300 uh, if they want it. And I can't see them not wanting it. Now, the car that uh, you're going to see in the 300, of course, is a full-blown super late-model, pro late-model style car. Whereas, you know, the West cars are less of a car, or maybe not less of a car, but maybe older technology is the way to put it. Uh, Not to say that they can't be... Uh, you know, competitive with it. We've seen it last year. We've seen some guys with Westcars in the top 10 and doing a pretty good job. And some of those guys, man, if they didn't have trouble, would have gave Riley, Trevor, uh, and Kyle Reed really a run for their money. Uh, it was an awesome show last year. I can't wait for this year. It's going to be awesome Friday, Saturday. You can guarantee it. Tickets are on sale. Uh, you want to get there early. What? time is everything going to take place what time should fans be there friday
10: friday night, friday we're opening the gates at five so you know the fans always decide kind of when they want to get there and and watch what's going on and stuff like that so and, and then the main racing starts at uh seven but you know typically the fans that are getting there for the best seats and getting themselves settled in for the rattler are probably there at five five thirty quarter to six and um yeah for sure the west car guys definitely have a They got some good drivers and some good skills this year, and they'll definitely be throwing it out there. And they learned some things last year about how to maybe lighten the cars up a little bit and compete. So it's not like they're coming. Last year was a bit of a learning curve. I think this year everybody's got a new strategy, and we'll see how the
1: strategies work out. Oh, yeah. It's going to be off the hook. I can guarantee it. I don't know where I'd want to sit. You know, the big, beautiful grandstand down the front stretch is awesome. Good height, nice, comfortable seating. But I see the seats down at turn three, four, that's pretty exciting down there too, that turn four is calamity corner. Uh, when, when the guys are coming off, you ask Mark Barrio what it's like down there. I can tell you what, uh, the seating down there would be at a premium.
10: Yeah, turn, you know, they're, they're a little bit different actually, and fans actually switch back and forth because, you know, up high in turns three and four, you got a really broad visual of the whole track and and everything you got a bit of a hike there and, and down the front stretch you can really see the speed that the cars are coming down that hill at so you know people like going there too so they spend friday night in one bleacher and saturday night in the other i think
1: how's price doing are uh, you keeping him out of trouble and keeping him busy at the speedway
10: well he's 22 so he's hard to keep out of trouble but uh <laughs> yeah he's he's keeping busy too and lots of things and you know he's running his hornet again this year and You know, he raced for the first time last year, so he had a lot of fun doing it. So he's excited to get back up there and and run that class again this year.
1: Final question for you tonight, Ingo, and we surely appreciate the time. How are you set up employee-wise? Are you still looking for anybody? If there's, you know, fans tune in from all over Canada, but if they're out in BC, are you hiring anybody? Do you need any more help or are you all set for staff?
10: Well, Joe, we're a speedway, so we're always looking for, for people. So we're always looking for good people. We're set up, uh, pretty good with staff. We got some really good, uh, um, operations and management and stuff like that, but we're still always looking for staff, whether it be tech or whether it be safety or, or, um, response truck crews and stuff like that and, apparel. Uh, and so we're always looking for people and there's a, email online that they can actually send in and say, Hey, I'd be, be looking to do something and uh, what's available. So we're definitely always looking for people.
1: Yeah. Pretty cool too. You don't always have to be part of a race team to get involved at your local speedway. Uh, you can be part of the speedway too. And I, uh, I can tell you it'd be a lot of fun and you're part of the group. I'll tell you uh, uh, it's a great speedway out there. Pentictonspeedway.com for any information that we haven't hit tonight. I know fans can go there and pick it up, but uh, look forward to catching up with you here in what, 10 days, 10 days and look
10: forward to seeing you out there too. So it'll be exciting. Hopefully it will be a little bit warmer this year, but uh, you know, bring your hoodie anyways.
1: I will. You can guarantee it. I was going to bring my winter coat and that way I won't need it. If I bring it, I won't need it. Right. Perfect.
9: Good strategy.
1: Yeah. Sounds good. Ingo. Thanks so much for the time tonight. We really do appreciate it. And, uh, Can't wait to see you at the Western Rattler 300, bud. Yeah, thank you
10: guys very much, too. I appreciate the uh, time on uh, Race Time Radio, and it been a big part of our two
1: launches. Look forward to seeing you guys out there, too. You bet. That's Ingo Sievert. Watch for the Western Rattler 300. This is going to be crazy. Uh, We've been talking about it for months. The guy that won it last year is Riley Sievert, driver of the 09. He's going to join us on the other side of the break. He also got behind the wheel of his RS1 Cup car this past weekend at Area 27, a speedway that's about 15, 20 minutes down the road from Penticton Speedway. Beautiful, world-class road course got put in, I don't know, five, six years ago. Uh, Beautiful facility. But the RS1 Cup Series got underway on the weekend, and Riley Siebert uh, was definitely part of that show. We'll talk to him about the results of the weekend, We'll talk to him about what it's like to win that Western Rattler 300 and try and pick his brain a little bit, Junior, about his strategy heading into this year's Western Rattler 300. Go like hell and hold the
3: flag at the end. That's, yeah. the, that's the strategy. Well, that's, uh, you got to dig. You got to dig the entire time and and uh you got to manage your stuff and keep everything underneath you and and uh be there at the end um it, but that being said, it'll be interesting to hear what he says uh you know he's he knows who he 's running he knows who he's he oh, 's yeah. running against and and uh you know it's uh, it, you know they they just about beat themselves last
1: year with the penalty that they took oh, uh, man. but uh what a curveball that exactly, was exactly right yeah. at the halfway break. Yep. You can't touch the car, right? The rules are you can't touch the car until everybody's stopped on pit road. They sound the horn. Then the crews can go ahead and do service on the vehicle. Riley pulls in. Trevor pulls in. The guys walked up. Now, they didn't touch a load bolt or anything on the car, but they touched the car. Trevor was sitting right behind in his car, and he goes, hey, the O nine, they touched the car. He's got to go to the back on the restart because they touched the car. They're not supposed to. And uh, lo and behold, Trevor didn't realize it, but there was a crew member of his touching his car before the sound of the horn. Both of them that were running one, two at the halfway break had to go to the rear on the restart. And I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a show. uh, These guys really put one on. Uh, Look forward to catching up with Riley here uh, in just a few minutes. We'll also hear from uh, Jeb Burton that won the Xfinity race. We got a quick clip with Jeb. Uh, and we got lots more coming at you. We're going to hit this quick break, and we're going to come back in just a couple of minutes. Stay with us, everybody, all live tonight on Race Time Radio. I'm John Roberts. You're listening to Race Time Radio.
5: You're listening to Canada Talks on Sirius XM channel 167. Did you know you can get home and away feeds for every NFL, NBA, and NHL game on your phone? I can't believe it! Every game, all season. It's all on the SXM app. Sports the way they're meant to be heard with your hometown announcers just, just to just tap, a tap away. away. Search for your team, then tap the star on the corner of the screen and save it as your favorite. It is gone! An incredible finish! And if you love college sports, when the game is on, just search for your school. It's always a home game when you listen to sports on the SXM Sam app. Free for most subscribers.
1: It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. And if you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th, is qualifying. Plus the Street Stock Viper 100 and the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100. And the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's richest to win pro late model event. With $20,000 to the winner for tickets and info. Get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Racetime Radio for live flight to flight coverage. Riley
6: Seaver, the winner. This is my own. Not coming here to push me around. And
1: this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300.
7: What is SiriusXM NASCAR radio? Tyler Ready will go to Victory Lane at the Indianapolis
5: Motor Speedway. You just won at Indy.
1: Down here in Victory Lane, let me ask the fans.
5: It's, it's all. all. Joey Logano will set his sights on a championship. And two turns, baby. Stings. He shoved him up the right track. Back up on the throttle as he heads to victory. <laughs> NASCAR. Oh, he loses it. He
7: Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90 also streaming on the SXM app. oh hell yeah
8: even though Napa is a nationally known name nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families people you might call neighbors will be here there and everywhere doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward if you stop by a Napa auto parts store you can count on Napa know-how
1: Tonight's Race Time Radio is brought to you by Napa Auto Parts Stores, New Glasgow, Andy Ganesh, and Port Hawkesbury, Nova Scotia. You can count on Napa know-how. BP Race Fuels, the worldwide leader in race fuel technology. Soccer is a passion that goes beyond the sport. And Sirius XMFC's podcast, More Than a Game,
5: brings that passion to you.
1: And you believe it?
5: In each episode, FC's panel of experts take a deep dive into club histories, iconic grounds. Anfield has erupted. Bitter rivalries and so much more. There's nothing like a derby day in Manchester. New episodes are available weekly by downloading the Sirius XM app and searching More Than a Game.
0: From the high banks of Daytona. Cover it all. Ooh, that's gonna be a mark. And now, back to the Joes.
5: Hey, shake it, bite, Cal! Woo! Shake
0: and Here on Racetime Radio.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio, live tonight on Sirius XM Channel 167 Canada Talks, of course, on Rev TV Canada, right across the country, and their performance, motorsportnetwork.com. Hey, if you haven't checked out Race Time Radio on YouTube, give it a whirl. It's Racetime Radio TV, and please do us a favor. Hit that subscribe button when you're there. Uh, we genuinely appreciate it. We're going to build it out of bank there And uh, look forward to bringing you whatever we can for coverage throughout the course of the year. We've got a great season planned and still coming together uh, as time moves on. And uh, Junior, it was quite a weekend. Uh, I know we watched uh, the uh, ARCA race. We watched the Xfinity race, uh, took in the cup race today. But last night... Cranked on Flow Racing and watched some of the Cars Tour stuff. Austin McDonald, uh, one of our Canadian guys, been running that series down there in the 13 for King Freight, um, King Racing. Um, he was doing a really good job. He was up top five mm-hmm. and looked like he was coming and got to the outside And I I believe on the broadcast, they reported that he cut a tire down. Mm -hmm. And uh, I I texted, actually, with Austin earlier today. said, that's a bummer. You cut a tire down in that race. And uh, he said, no, we didn't actually cut a tire down. We got into the fence. Uh, So we did a little bending there um just trying to get everything he can out of the car yep um and that 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 racetrack that hickory speedway you've been to it yeah uh got a character filled speedway but uh what look of the, looked like a fast joint
3: yeah it's uh it's really cool you know you look at where late model racing's at and the smoother the, the racetrack the the more engineering you can put to it the more grip you can make with a set of tires mm. and it doesn't matter how hard the tire is you know it's it, the smoother the track, the more grip you can get out of it. You know, it's, uh, um, it, when you look at a racetrack and where the racers right now get excited, almost giddy, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, is, is when a racetrack's got bumps in it and you can't count the amount of bumps that you take in in 50 feet at, at, uh, at, at Hickory motor speedway. Yeah. It is the bumpiest joint you can think about. Um, it's basically got mob- moguls coming down the back straight away. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. you watch the front end of a, of a late model. Um, they, they, some of them attempt to run bump stops and some of them run super soft ones and some of them run aggressive ones. And, yeah. uh, you know, you, there's some cars that look like they're porpoising out there. They, they, there's some cars that, that, uh, are old school and, and, and go for the ride and go for the smooth. Um, and, and you can see those cars and, um, it's, it's incredible. It's, it's such a cool racetrack um very high speed it lends to great side-by-side racing mm-hmm. but also it lends to great mistakes and you know we've seen uh, some really big mistakes last night you know robusto robusto um, the girl
1: that was yeah. leading the race right down to the final lap
3: yeah got, got right into the right or the left recorder took the wheel out of her hand hit a bump at the at the right time and yeah and uh you know it, Tough. it took the took the nose out and and ended up taking out a cameraman that was actually standing up against the fence. Yeah, um, and he's uh, okay. He's okay. Reportedly, yep, yep, yep. reportedly okay. Um, but uh, just an incredible racetrack. Uh, uh, a lot of fun to watch. Uh, it is in need now. I think you know. Watching it, the more <laughs> I've seen, uh, needs some pavement. It needs some pavement. But uh, if you pave that place, it's going to be ungodly fast. Historical, it, historical
1: speedway, it right?
3: Be, it'll be very fast, and and uh, you know you wouldn't want to touch the you wouldn't want to touch the the uh, the character of the racetrack like the the banking you wouldn't want to change any of that stuff no. um just because it is so iconic but uh yeah uh, great racing
1: what was that uh i want to say it's ned jarrett got his start there uh yeah. ned dale yeah uh those guys and how cool is it with the cars tour now um, the car counts were fantastic last night. In the pro-late models, they had, like, tons of cars. Yep. And the sportsmen were the Late Sport- model stock. Late model stock. Uh, they, had, uh, they started 32 cars. When you look at the names that were in there, uh, Ronnie Bassett Jr., we've seen him at Absolutely. Rockingham. Um, who else was in there? Oh, McCombie, Chad Kale McCombie. Gale. Yep. Kale Gale. Kale Gill did not qualify for that race exactly. last night. Yep. Uh, th- that's amazing. That's a, it, it just blew my mind. So many names that we're used to seeing and uh, just kind of cool. The energy that is. Uh, and the Cars Tour has always had good energy, but now with Dale Jr. and uh, there's three other Cup guys that are involved. Kevin Harvick. Kevin? Uh, Jeff Burton. Jeff Burton. Yeah. And there's one more in there, and I just can't no, remember. No, I think
3: that's the only three. Oh, I thought that's there the was four. That's the only three that, that bought it. No, I thought I, there was four, but
1: yeah. uh, it's kind of cool yeah. uh, that, you know, the guys are getting involved there and uh, give them back, kind of. Yeah, well, you
3: know? when you look at Dale Jr.'s had a program with late model stocks uh, in the in the Southeast for a long period of time. Yeah. J- yeah, uh, yeah. Josh Berry, uh, you know, came through that program, and, uh, you know, he's had his own program. Uh, put together for a number of years um, as well. Uh, he, uh, you know, has had a, a few uh, smaller name drivers, you mm-hmm. know, kind of rotate through um, uh, on the late model stock side and, and has has really grown that program. Him and L.W. Miller have grown that, that program into a huge team. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're very instrumental in everything that's taken place over at at uh, North Wilkesboro. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to see that for the all-star race here coming that up in a few months. That sounds like
1: a huge, uh, it, like, it's going to be a cool event. It will right? be. And That's all-star weekend. Talk right? about a track with
3: character. Yeah, yeah. They didn't touch the track at oh, all. Oh, did they not? They touched everything else.
1: Everything except for the actual racing the surface? The racing surface.
3: They, they grounded in a few areas. They right. put a few patches in um, that needed it. That needed, um, yeah. You know, it was down to gravel last year. Um, and last year they they did, you know, a couple months worth of racing on it um and uh you know they they had the modifieds they had uh, a few late model stock shows uh there was a big super late model show um but uh you know this year uh, you're gonna see the same type of deal and um they invested a pile of money
1: and I- i'm looking forward to it no oh, it's gonna be awesome uh now back to talladega for a moment here the xfinity race man we've seen some big stuff uh uh, uh Dexter Stacy, one of our NASCAR Pinty's guys from up here, was in the Xfinity race, uh, driving the 66 car, uh, was doing a great job, qualified 22nd, rolled out onto the racetrack, he was out there, uh, I can't remember what lap it was, about halfway through the race or so, uh, he was doing a good job, Um, and he come off turn four, and the car just got light, and went around, and Man, did he make impact on the inside uh, retaining of wall. Two. Was it turn two? I thought it was yeah. four. But, yeah, he hit
3: the inside retaining wall down the backstretch. stretch. did he ever turn it. And uh, Blaine Perkins. Blaine Perkins, of course, was, was involved in the mess. Yeah. Um, just that he went around, and then the checkup and, and all of that uh, turned Blaine Perkins into the outside wall, um, which then, you know, it started that big flip. Yeah.
1: Um, well, good to see that both drivers are okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was texting with... Uh, Dexter the, Dexter the texter, yep. uh, back and forth with Dex and he is absolutely okay uh, and good to see. Um, just uh, man, we've seen some hard hits this weekend. Yeah, some really really hard hits. And
3: you want to talk about hard hits? Did you watch the Ranger Danger or the Danger Ranger? Yeah, you at gotta Bristol check this on out. the
1: dirt. You gotta check it out. Junior was showing me before the show. The
3: Danger Ranger. Yeah or the Ranger Danger. Ranger Danger. One way or the other. you got to check Harland. it out. Um, McFarland, you know, you just Google it.
1: Yeah, you got to. Uh, it's just amazing. You'll see some trucks flipping and flying. Uh, just amazing. Uh, let's hear from the Xfinity winner. Uh, Jeb Burton wins the race in the 27 car. Uh, of course, that's Jordan Anderson's brand new team. He's got two drivers, uh, small, brand new. And for them guys to go out, Talladega, and uh, two have won that race is huge for that team. And uh, great for Jeb. He's a dynamite guy. Uh, and we got a clip compliments of uh, NASCAR Media. And uh, here's what Jeb had to say in the media center at the end of the race.
4: Yeah, it's been tough. Um, you know, the last couple of years just being in the right situation. And today, when I opened my eyes, I told uh, my buddy Ethan that. He does our PR and stuff, and I was coming here to win that race. Um, and I just love racing at Talladega and Daytona. It's a lot of fun. Should have won some other races, but those races I've lost, I've learned a lot, and just been lucky to be in some good cars at these places. And I got a really good spotter, Mike Herman. Him and I are on the same page and worked great together all day. And it's just so huge for our team um, to be locked in the playoffs. Small team. Um, we ran up front all day too. It wasn't a fluke. The last race we won, we, uh, it was a rain delay, but we ran up all, you know, I ran up front all day on that one too. So the only thing I'm disappointed about, I didn't get to do a burnout. Um, I did a little bit of one and I went to shift in second gear and I think, yeah, blew the transmission out. So that's the only thing I messed up today. We're doing all right. But we got a trophy. Yeah, we got a trophy. And a playoff spot. And a playoff spot. So, um, Jordan sent me uh sent me a uh email on Thursday about an invoice he got from me doing something stupid on the racetrack and uh, I told him I was gonna make it up to him so this more than makes up for it. Yeah, him. so we're all right now. I didn't even I didn't even put a comment, I just said FYI. Yeah, I know, and I was like, I got it.
7: Here I we I screwed are. up.
4: I got it.
1: Uh well he made up for it. Congratulations to those guys. Dynamite race. Uh, and great to see uh, uh, Ingo, if you're still tuned in, I'm going to get you to hang up there, Ingo, because uh, Riley can't get in unless uh, that line is free. I just wanted to add that. Ah, there's Riley. He just popped in. We're going to hit this quick break and then we're going to spend the rest of the time with Riley Sievert, winner of that Western Rattler 300 last year. We'll pick away at him and find out what the strategy is this year if he lets us know anything. We'll find out on the other side of the rake. Stay with us, everybody.
4: Hey, this is Kurt Busch, and you're listening to Race Time Radio. You're listening to Canada Talks on
5: Sirius XM, channel 167.
1: Race Radio is brought to you by the Quality Inn Halifax Airport, the official stay of the Race Time Radio broadcast crew.
8: Even though Napa is a nationally known name, nearly all of our stores are built from the ground up by local owners and families. People you might call neighbors will be here, there, and everywhere. Doing what neighbors do to keep their communities moving forward. You stop by a Napa Auto Parts store, You can count on Napa Know How.
1: It's Canada's kickoff to 2023 at Penticton Speedway. It's the second annual Western Rattler 300 weekend. And if you build it, they will come. Friday, May 5th is qualifying, plus the street stock Viper 100. And the West Carp Snakebite 125. The top three will qualify and move on to the 300. Then Saturday, May 6th, it's the 300 last chance qualifier. Plus the Street Stock Venom 100. And the second annual Western Rattler 300. It's Canada's Richest to Win Pro Late Model Event. With $20,000 to the winner for tickets and info. Get to PantictonSpeedway.com or tune in live on Racetime Radio for live flight to flight coverage.
6: Riley Seaver, the winners. This is my house, not coming here to push me around.
1: And this is probably the biggest win of my career. May 5th and 6th, the best in the business will be at Panticton Speedway at the Western Rattler 300.
5: Alexa, play NASCAR radio on Sirius XM.
1: Sirius XM NASCAR radio
9: from Sirius XM. Start
7: your engine! Gain access to NASCAR's biggest name. Warren Truex Jr. Kyle Chase Here Elliott. live coverage of every single race. They're side side-by-side for the win. Whoa. It's unfiltered 24-7 NASCAR. Welcome to Victory Lane. we got breaking news. Let's go to the hotline. This is Sirius XM NASCAR radio channel 90. Listen on the app or at home on devices equipped with Amazon Alexa. Learn more at SiriusXM.com NASCAR.
2: Hey everyone, this is World Series champions Lance McCullers Jr. and Carlos Correa. We're excited to announce that our podcast, The Walkout, is now available on SiriusXM.
5: Each episode, we go inside the world of combat sports, providing hardcore analysis, honest opinions, and top picks for every fight. If you share the same passion for combat sports as we do, you need to listen to The Walkout. Episodes are available on the SiriusXM app, Pandora,
2: and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Race Time Radio is brought to you by Navajo Parts Stores, Port Hawkesbury, New Glasgow, and Endicott, Nova Scotia. Drivers,
8: start your engines!
0: Welcome back to the track, live on Race Time Radio, Sirius XM One Sixty Seven.
1: And welcome back, everybody, to Race Time Radio. I have been looking forward to getting this next guest on for a long time. But I wanted to save him until just before the 300 and we get ready to go green. I wanted him to have some laps on in a car. And, my God, we got it all tonight. Uh, Let's welcome in on the Zoom line driver the 09 uh, in the western rattler 300 he won it last year you'd also see him in the rs1 cup series he was a champion a multiple winner in 2022 riley siebert is with us what's going on there rye how you doing bud i'm great how about you joe fantastic so you got under a green flag there yesterday how did that feel oh it felt good yeah I felt good really good to get back and uh
6: get some hot laps in some qualifying and a little bit of racing there was uh, definitely a little bit of rust left over from the winter, but I think I've kind of shaken that loose and got into the, the
1: swing of things here. You gotta love it, eh? Uh, when, when finally the winter is over and uh, you get the race car back out, and uh, it's just that time of the year. And I know everybody's excited to get back to the speedway and uh, to you know to get the green flag back out. The drivers go crazy to get back in it. I know the fans or uh, chomping at the bit as well area 27 is where you guys uh got things started yesterday out there in the beautiful okanagan uh how was it did the track winter well and uh did you find any character differences on the speedway or how did it go that way so we were talking about uh about the track conditions with uh actually
6: area 27 president bill drossis and today actually at lunch and, and he made the comment he said he gave, you know, dad and I props about uh, what a great track we built and how solid it was because he said, you know, this is our seventh season we're coming into with area twenty seven. And I've been out there and looked at every square inch of that asphalt and there's not one crack. You know, it is still an old time surface to race on, it's still buttery smooth, you know uh some of the grip is coming out of the track cuz the cause the fines go out of it but when it gets rubbered in in the summer it kind of seems to speed up again and um no that place is rock solid for for the track uh conditions you know I didn't think that I was going to get anywhere special with time yesterday right. and then I I got out in qualifying and laid down a you know just about broke into the 207s which is like is record setting for our cars um, but a bit of a chillier day, about 10 degrees, uh, not a cloud in the sky. So kind of good radiant heat on the, on the, on the black top to get a bit of heat in the track. And then that perfect air temperature for the, the motors to make good horsepower. And, um, yeah, I think it showed up cause I didn't think I did anything special. I went out and did two laps and I know I did them good and it felt great. And, but there was nothing like too spectacular feeling about it. And then I came in, looked at the times, I was like, oh, yeah, yeah that's a good lap. Um, and, you know, I did two, two 208s twice in a row, one and then one 208 flat. And, and um, yeah, it was great. It was it was awesome to be back out and knock that rust off. And um, starting to notice a lot more things, you know, because I'm I'm more comfortable in the car now uh, over the years here that I've gotten more seat time. And, um Yesterday, it seemed like with the cold air, the draft. We mm-hmm. had the draft in uh, on the long straightaway there. I've never seen, you know, the draft work so well as it did yesterday. Um, and I, I think it might add to something to do with the cold air because of that pocket of air that it would punch. Um, and yeah, you know, playing around with you know Cameron Haley and stuff like that. It was. It was uh, it was really neat to see actually uh, just to start the season off.
1: You gotta love it, and I've seen uh, some of the results here. Uh, taking a look at the names, nice to see Jesse Webb back out there with you guys. Uh, I think back to uh, I believe it was the September race weekend, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, that the battle that you and Jesse had, uh, where he missed a shift and you got him. Uh, but, man, you guys put on some great races. Good to see him back out there. Cameron Haley, as mentioned, uh, Trevor was back out there. Hino was out. Uh, uh, just a lot of good good competitors. Not everybody was out, but it was preseason thunder. And mm-hmm. the whole idea was to get out there and knock the rust off, have some fun, and get some laps in. And it sounds like uh, objective was achieved.
6: Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, it was a ton of fun. I think everybody was uh, full of smiles at the end of the day. We did a little fun mix-up where we made teams uh, throughout the field. We did a qualifying session, and then the the cars that ended up in the odd positions, like first, third, fifth, they ended up on one team. The even number cars ended up on the other team. Second, first, or uh, second, fourth, sixth, you know, etc. Mm-hmm. And um, and it was actually it was quite fun because uh, you had some team camaraderie into there. Like Cameron and I ended up. Uh, uh, on the same team. And then we end up working from the back of the field through the field together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, lots of times I could have maybe dive bombed them or something like <laughs> that and done something to take the position, but you risk the individual effort for the team effort kind of thing. And, right. and, uh, so at the end of the day, it was, it was, yeah, it was kind of fun it, just to do something a little different uh, that way. And, um, a couple of, couple of people ended up forgetting that they were on the same team. Uh, Mark and, and Hino got together and, Mark Mark kind of dumped Hino off of turn twelve there the one race and, and I had to go over and remind them that they were on the same team and they they had both forgotten about it. I was like oh yeah right forgot about that
1: I'm like yeah well there you go yeah it happens right it's yeah. it's racing and you forget about that but uh, talk about a stacked team you and Cameron Haley on the same team that 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 there it was it like putting the hockey sticks in the middle and you hawk them out or uh, how did you and Cameron get hooked up was it just luck of the draw
6: it was totally luck of the draw just by qualifying order, right? Just the odds on one team, evens on the other. And like Sean McIntosh was on the other team. Mark McIntosh was on the other team. Their sister Elisa was on the other team. So yeah. it was almost like a, like a, like a young gun versus Kermack over here, right? Yeah. It was, uh, it was pretty interesting, but, uh, and Sean would have been right there. He had a, he had a bit of car trouble at the end of the day, ended up, ended up uh, dropping a motor, but, uh, he was out leading the race when that happened. Yeah, it was all in all, just a, it was a great day to go out and, and get
1: some laps down. Uh, That's awesome stuff. Now, the RS1 Cup stuff sort of gets set off to the side. Full concentration now has to move in to the Western Rattler 300. Of course, as mentioned, you were the winner of the first ever Western Rattler 300. You did it in convincing style, Riley. Uh, it was an awesome race. Uh, you hit your marks. It wasn't uh, without... Uh, Without earning it, you earned that victory. Hands down, uh, you, you got a pile of curveballs that were chucked at you. And uh, you were able to defend and uh, adjust and do whatever you had to do to win that race. Uh, that that was a huge one last year. It's going to be a tough one to repeat this year, I can well imagine. You got uh, everything dialed in. Have you got any practice in with the O nine 9 uh, pro late yet or super late? We went out and... Um
6: we went out and tested the prolate there uh, a couple of weeks ago. We went out and did uh, half a day there. It was open practice, I think on the 15th. Uh, so anybody could come out mm-hmm. street stocks, uh, mini stocks, uh, sprint cars were there uh, late models and stuff like that. So we went out and did that on the open practice stages to kind of shake things down. You know, we just, the, the regular maintenance, make sure things are going to be uh, the bolts are tight and, uh, the seals are working that we put in and stuff like that, make sure we don't have any oil drips and all that kind of maintenance item stuff. And then we went out and actually turned some, some hot laps to try and see what we had. And we only had, you know, we had tires on there from the end of last race, last race season. And, you know, they're been sitting in the shop on the car all winter and cold day again. And we were, you know, down into 13 zeros with that car again with some, you know, what they call hockey pucks on there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it's hand up, you know, hand of, turnability was good. Yeah, the car was reactive to some stuff that I wanted to do to it. And so, it, you know, it's still a good piece and, and we'll see where we match up with other people. I I'm positive. I got a nice big shiny target on my back this year coming into this race for everybody. Um, I know there's a lot, you know, lots of competitors there that had good pieces here last year. And I think they went away and went, well, we're going to have to step our game up and come back this year. And I'm, and I'm sure they will. Um, and uh, come race day, I, I guess we'll see what we have. And if I have something that's even in within a couple of tenths of of where it needs to be, then then I'll be okay. Because um, after that, it's it's up to the driver to figure out some kind of race trim to to play the chess mask for uh, three hundred laps.
1: Exactly, long race. You gotta have. Uh, you gotta put the whole package together. Uh, you gotta be able to save when you can, and you gotta use it when you got it. All of that kind of stuff. What did it feel like down in turn number one and two? Uh, were you our proponent of getting rid of those bumps? Or were you the guy that said, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get rid of them? And how, what did it feel like down at one and two? I actually wasn't really for getting rid of them. I kind of liked
6: the character of the track the way it was. Mm-hmm. Um you know, there wasn't a ton of grip down there and then down in three and four was all new asphalt. So there was a ton of grip down there. So it was like, it was really had lots of disparity between the, the corners. Uh, the bump was, he- you know, hectic because you, you could bottom the car out really bad. Right. Um, there was a couple of, um, people that last year found that one out in, in the race that, that getting in there and getting on the brakes at the wrong, wrong time really would bottom the car out and cause some, you know, some damage. um, my line was to drive up high and around it. And it seemed like I kind of was the only one that wanted to do that. And everybody else was trying to figure out how to get through it. And I just kind of (laughs) drove around it and it seemed to work out for me. Right. Um, And now we've eliminated that. And so there's, uh, you know, through the second and first grooves, it's, you know, it's pretty smooth now. Um, There's still a bit of a bump under braking because we didn't, you know, pave the whole straightaway. Right we cut it off at a certain point where we just wanted to get bat- rid of that really bad bump. Mm-hmm. And so there's still a bit of, you know, a shaker under braking, And then once you get into the corner, it, it does catch you quite nice and it is smooth and stuff like that. Uh, so I think that did probably attribute to, you know, being down into the 13 zeros with some old tires and stuff like that, you know, get a bit more acceleration, a bit more grip on the uh, cornering. And uh, yeah, it would be another little, little, and a learning curve for for everybody this year to see where to place the car cuz it'll be different from last year. But I think all in all I it should improve the racing just the way the way we did it.
1: Now will it change how you attack turn 3 4 even though the repair was done in 1 2? Uh like you're going to carry different speed now on exit, right? Uh it's not going to change your entry any, but well maybe it does. Uh, that that's for you to say, but uh, will it change how you attack the actual race will it speed you up? do you got to change line in three, four because it's fixed in one two I no, I don't think you'll have to change your line in three four you
6: do carry more speed. We did find that we were hitting because we had done a uh, gear change for to uh, get to taller gears because right. we figured we'd have some more acceleration there um, so we did go taller and we were still hitting the rev limiter a bit too hard for a cold day like that. you know we got a bit more spring temperature come around. I think we'll even hit it harder. So we're, you know, we're back again, going taller again. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a bit more speed, but I don't think the driving line would change much for the the three, four compared, you know, from what we did in down in one and two. So, uh, so yeah, I don't know. just really just RPMs.
1: (laughs) Yeah. So you're going to, are you going to go at this the same way you did last year? How can you mess with the success that you had last year? Do you look at this 300, any different than you did last year? um
6: not really i mean the formula seemed to kind of work uh last year uh and i find i don't know my, the car's good so there's really you know we don't have to throw a kitchen sink at it or anything like that i think mostly for me it's just staying in the in the right frame of mind i found that that's where my success is, is in the last couple of years i mean i i think we saw it last year where i was pretty dominant in all the stuff i was doing last year and, and mostly i i fully believe was just from a frame of mind that i was in Mm -hmm. um and so for me it's kind of the same thing i found out last you know the thursday before last year's western rattler 300 i was still banging up grandstands and leveling parking lots and putting lock block walls together as people were unloading their late models and taking pits stalls and stuff like that and then I think there was even an open practice that day that I didn't attend because I was too busy trying
1: to get the facility to where it was need to go. Right. Well, I know on that Thursday, Brad Mann and I showed up. Practice was underway. Uh, There was cars on the track, and we're watching. Uh, Of course, the the, you know the scoreboards up and running. We're watching the lap times, and uh, you know the ten was quick. Uh, The forty-two car was out there, and then I seen you, Riley, come out. I said, "Hey, Brad, this is one of the hometown guys. This is Riley. He'll be good here." And, uh, well, you were off by like three or four tenths of a second off the mm. guy that was on top. And I said, oh, man, he's either got a lot of work to do or something's going on. And mm. we intently watched that practice. But, man, you were picking it up, picking it up. But uh, uh, it, it took a little bit. And then all of a sudden you, you caught on and kaboom, mm. away you went right to the top of the board. And I don't think you were topped the whole weekend after that. Uh, it seemed like when you got that set setup, away you went. Uh, you nailed it.
6: Well, yeah. I mean, we weren't definitely by far the quickest car. We were just the most uh, reliable on hitting that lap time for three hundred laps. The, I mean, I, the the pole setter was, I think, three tenths faster than I was. Um, yeah, Mater. You, you know, yeah, right. And so, I mean, I qualified sixth, and Dad qualified eighth. So. You know, all out speed wasn't really the factor that needed to win the race. Of course, you know, all of all um, Kelly Admiral was way ahead of us. He was up there with Westmater. He was lightning quick and, and then fell off. And mm-hmm. um, I learned a long time ago, I got, I, you know, somebody taught me about uh, turnability. And it's just like, you know, that stopwatch is great, but like, what's going to happen 10 laps in, 50 laps in, 100 laps in? What's this car going to do? Um, and I'm a big proponent on I'm telling all my secrets here, but I'm a big yeah. proponent on setting the car up on used tires. People don't believe it. They're like, "Why would you do that?" I'm like, "Well, because I need to know what I have a, as a
1: weapon at 150 laps in." Yeah, they're not going to be new all all night, right? They're only going to be new for five laps, and then they're yeah. going to start reacting. Good idea, set her up on old. Yeah,
6: and so I mean, that's where we were. We we the same thing last year. We we did all our testing on old tires. We did our practices on old tires, and that's why I was off like three four tenths. And then all of a sudden you boot, bolt new rubber on it, and you just go get it as a driver, knowing that you got new rubber under the thing, and 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 give it all you got. And uh, even last year when I got, I mean, we qualified last year when I qualified sixth, I I was like disappointed because I knew as a driver I just I screwed up. I'm just like I I got more speed in this thing than that, <laughs> um, but it's just proof in the pudding that. You know, I used to get so psyched out by the score clock in practice. Yeah. You know, who who won practice was going to win the race. Yeah. Right. That's how I thought. Right. Like, and so for me, I was just out there chasing lap times and I would just bag on the car. Um, and it just never, ever worked out, never came to fruition. And then finally, I just kind of broke that habit. And it was just like, whatever, whatever the score clock says is what it says. It's not what I'm after here. I'm just after to make sure I like how the car drives. Yeah. And then I'll deal with the rest
3: absolutely uh, it's it's funny you mention that you know there, there's uh, uh, there's there's two real uh you know kind of o g ways of thinking right it 's bolt stickers on every single time or or set the car up on old tires right there's those are those are two of the 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 normal ways of thinking and you know uh, it's it's so interesting to me to watch you know guys like uh you know, uh, Junior Hanley or 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 Brian McDonald or any of those guys, they they like they like it when you can throw stickers on every single time. And it's great if you can. But but they have to be the same stickers every single time. There can't be variants in the dagger. Yeah. There can't be you know, you can't be you can't be monkeying with that. Um, but I, I get a kick out of of, you know, the the guys who can set the car up on old tires, st- you know, put sticker up and make a mock run and just see where the car's at. And, and the Pinty series, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me when you are watching practice because that's what will happen, right? Guys, guys will test on the tires that they had, uh, from, from the week prior. And, uh, then everybody's usually got one set of stickers that they can, you know, go out and just turn like a few laps on and just to see where it's at. And, uh, it's more often than not, you know if your car's good on old tires it's going to be pretty decent on sticker's but i love when there's a curveball that gets thrown in there and the car tightens right up and and nobody knows what's happening uh that's the that's the beauty of uh of you know sticker tires versus old tires uh it's uh, there's no there's no absolute secret when it comes time for it. It's it comes down to it comes down to what works best for you as a driver and what works best for the team, and uh, and you kind of you kind of you hitch your wagon to it and and uh, do it the same every single time. Don't vary from it because yeah. once you do, that's that's when you're out to lunch.
1: Well, we're right up along the clock, uh, the dreaded clock. I got to throw the keys back to Sirius X here. Another hour, In, we? No, we can't do that. I wish we could, but. Uh, We've only got 60 seconds left. Riley, what's the final thoughts heading into the Western Rattler 300? What are you thinking? I'm the king
6: of Penticton Speedway right now. So if you think you got something for me, I better see you there at the Western Rattler 300. And if you beat me, then I'll come
1: over and shake your hand. But you're not allowed to put me in the wall to do it. (laughs) Ah, There you go. Good for you. And you know what? You you put a comment out last year. I want to say pre-race. And you said, this is going to be a good weekend, I'm going to do. And you hit your mark, kid. And that uh, that takes balls. And that's what I love watching about you. Uh, I love watching you behind the wheel and whatever you get into. Absolutely. And you back up what you say you're going to do. And uh, I know we all look forward to this, buddy. This is going to be a really good race. But as you said, the target is on you. Sounds good. Yeah, I'm ready for it. Yeah, good stuff, Riley. Thanks so much for the time tonight. Can't wait to see you, brother. And... Uh, uh, good luck. We'll see you out at Penticton Speedway. You betcha. Thank good you. Good luck, man. Go get you it. You betcha. That is Riley Siebert, driver of the 09, last year's uh, 300 winner, cup champion. You name it. He did it all last year. And uh, by the sounds of it, he's fixing to do it again. Junior, this has been a great night.
3: It has been a great night. Tough uh, tough deal for the Vanderwist interview. We will get them on the program, uh, uh, texting back and forth here. Yeah, um, we will get the the Pete and Pete back on the program uh, either either once the season fires up or 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 after um, or or before then. Yeah, um, and uh, you know, great great interview with Josh and uh, Ingo and everybody. Man, it's, it's uh, my blood's pumping. Can't wait to get to practice
1: time next weekend. You betcha. Got to thank Sue here in the race time radio studio and absolutely everybody else. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, we genuinely appreciate it, and we'll catch you next week, right here on Racetime Radio. Have a good week, everybody. Be safe.
0: Thanks for listening to Racetime Radio. Visit us on the web at www.racetimeradio.com. We hope you'll join us again next time for more Race Time Radio. Come
5: on now, dig, dig, dig.
0: Exclusively on your home for the hardcore race fan.
7: Excellent, buddy, excellent.